to Tipping Point, The Power of Clarity, where we go live with experts on how to unlock your potential and maximize your performance. I'm your host, Amina Zamani, and in my 15 years of being a coach, I've learned two things. Number one, people want inspiration. And number two, they want tactical strategies on how to implement success today, not two months from now, but today. And most of all, people want to hear experience, strength, and hope. And so today, and I feel like I say this uh, about a lot of guests, but this is particularly a very, very special episode for me. Um, As you'll be able to tell, uh, this person and I um, have a lot in common. Uh, Her name is Riha Zamani, uh, hence my sister. But that's not why she's here. There's no nepotism over here. She's earned her seat, okay? She is a mindset coach, coach. incredible human being. She's a previous actor, um, wrote a one woman show that she performed, uh, very powerful one woman show about, uh, being a woman from Afghanistan and about grit and resilience. And, um, currently her work in coaching is all about helping people discover their self-limiting beliefs, um, and be the people that they want to be outside of resistance. So she's going to give us tactical strategies on how to live our best lives. Um, And so without further ado, Riha, welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Amina. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. This is so wonderful. So Riha and I um, have a lot of similar passions. Um, Obviously, being from the same family where women have from Afghanistan, Central Asia. Uh, I think we understand what it means to have gone through trials and tribulations. And the one thing that she and I both have asked for us is, or asked each other and of ourselves is, what what is the gift in this adversity? You know, having to immigrate to America, learn English, We've constantly pushed each other to focus on gratitude and find um, our personal pain and turn it into personal power. So Riha, you've had sort of a lot of tipping points in your life, as we all have. But can you think of one or two that particularly um, helped you make a change, a big change? Yeah, I actually have a a few transformations that I've had in my life. Uh, Growing up, I grew up on Bollywood films. So anyone that lives in the Far East or Asian countries has that as the source of entertainment. Because as you know, in Afghanistan, there's a lot of suppression of women in the arts. So being an actress is blasphemous. Uh, So I grew up on Bollywood films and I really wanted to be an actor. And I was not a very good actor. Like in college, I was like the worst one in the class, <laughs> but I was resilient because I had this dream. And so I moved to LA, I started working at this job and I hated that job. Like I was every day, I would just be devastated about having to go to work. And I'm, I'm a very resilient, you know, strong-willed, hardworking person. Like you don't give up, you go, you drive forward, you get it together. And it was so hard for me to go to this job because it was just so outside of the the realm of my passion. Um, 
And I, that's when I first got into coaching and NLP and that was, you know, it shifted my entire paradigm of how I create and experience reality because essentially, you know, the biggest transformation or tipping point or, you know, jumping off point for me was that was the best job I could have had because it was the catalyst for my change and not only becoming an actor, you know, writing a show, having multiple career transformations and sales and tech and coaching and consulting, but also becoming the person that I am today, who I like to call myself as somebody that wants to be a contributor to the betterment of society and especially women. So I think the, the tipping point for me is sometimes the hardest things in our lives can often be the catalyst to push us into a direction of change that may not look or feel the way that we would like it to, but it's just the right thing to push us forward. And for me, that was getting into NLP from that difficult job. Wow. Okay. So you had this difficult job. You wanted, you, you were basically miserable. You knew you weren't <laughs> able to express yourself and you were feeling like there's got to be something more. Yeah. Um, so I love NLP, neurolinguistic programming, but yeah. there was a point at which you started to say, there's got to be some block inside of me that's creating this miserable life, right? You weren't happy. Exactly. Yeah. So you figured out that NLP could assist you with that. Why don't you talk a little bit about what NLP is and how it helped you? Yes. So NLP essentially is neuro-linguistic programming. A lot of people don't understand the meaning of those specific words, but we as human beings, in my understanding, experience life uh, and process information through pictures, sounds, and feelings, smells, and, and you know, taste as well, but mostly pictures and sounds. So if you think about any memories that you have or any traumas or your everyday life that you're experiencing, you're experiencing it through your visual, auditory, kinesthetic senses, which is how our brain actually processes that information and then sorts it, makes sense of it, et cetera. So NLP is the study of those pictures and sounds and feelings that we're making about our experiences. And so if you can get to the, like, for, I'll give you an example. So somebody that might be really depressed is really good at making pictures and sounds about the past, like their regrets. They're really good at having a picture and sounds of those experiences that made them miserable and stuck in life. So they're really good at that. So if you could get, if you can change those pictures and sounds um, to something more positive or more well-formed that they can um, feel more propelled to in the future, they won't be depressed anymore. So NLP essentially is the study of how our brain processes information through picture sounds and feelings. Wow. Yeah, that's a really great description. I would, I would say also it's like the science of success and modeling people, right? Like exactly. I, yeah. I think I, I think it's interesting that you got into it uh, very young. You were in your early twenties, and you sort of maybe even hit a quarter life crisis, right? Yes. You you were in a situation, you felt stuck, and you said, "What is the pattern inside of me that's creating this life? I want something yeah. different." And so, what? How did NLP specifically help you? Yeah. So as an actress and, and anybody that's done any type of art medium, it, it's competitive. It brings out maybe just some of our biggest insecurities. I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not dark enough. I'm not light enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. So all these limiting beliefs. 
So when I lived in LA, I knew that I was that I was getting better and I could feel I had some sense, you know, of like I had a vision. So that's, you know, using NLP, I had a vision, I had a picture of what I wanted my life to be like. But there was a block in between, which is what I generally reference as a limiting belief. So here's where I am. I want to work as an actor and I don't have any any acting work. Here's my limiting belief that I don't really believe I have what it takes, that I'm not talented enough. And then here's my end outcome, which is I want to get paid as an actress and work uh, in film and television. So that limiting belief is where I think NLP really helped me. And my limiting my limiting belief was, I think at that time that I'm not as good as everybody else. Like everybody else is better than me. They deserve more opportunity. And so when I started to go to um, studying in NLP, I actually would fly to San Francisco uh, on the weekends. Like I think I did that for eight months. There was a deconstructing of that belief. Well, what is that belief? Most people don't know that they have a limiting belief, but I, I, I view it as, as a coach is like, okay, it's always really important to figure out where we are, where we want to go. And then what's stopping us. There's always something that's a barrier and that barrier usually ends up being a limiting belief. And for me, that limiting belief was that I'm not as good as everybody else. So therefore, if I'm not good, I'm not going to get that job over that person that looks similar to me. You know, they're playing a type. So NLP really helped me get clear on where I was, um, where I wanted to go, which I, I was kind of clear on, but most importantly, what my limiting belief was. And then the the programming of deconstructing that limiting belief, like what is the pictures and sounds I'm associating with that belief? Because beliefs are essentially things that we say to ourselves over and over. It's our self-dialogue. That's how I like to view it. And in in my journey and, and kind of accomplishing my goals is, you know, my daily self-talk is a direct derivative of limiting beliefs or empowering beliefs. What am I saying to myself as I'm experiencing challenges or even breakthroughs? So this is a long answer to a very simple question. <laughs> what did I, what, what did I do to help myself break my limiting beliefs is there's, you know, in NLP and any coaching, there's processes that you can walk through that help you turn that limiting belief and into an empowering belief. Yeah. Yeah. And as a result of that, I started, I started working. I started booking more work. I was actually getting paid for doing what I loved. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, you, you talk about the limiting beliefs and you having a specific limiting belief that I'm just not as good as everyone else. I mean, if you dissect that belief, everyone's better than me, I'll never measure up. Right. And I think a lot of people can relate to that limitation and it comes uh, from different places for different people. But the crux of it is, is we all have limiting stories that we tell ourselves and like, yes, step is to recognize that number one, we all have them. We're not alone. And then number two, what are you going to do about it? Like it's, you can actually change your thought process. I think like you're such an amazing living example of somebody that is so introspective, right? Like you had enough cognition to say something's not right and I can do something about it. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. I think for the viewers, like if you feel this sense of hopelessness, this helplessness, this idea that you don't have to live that way, that you can do something and reaching out and getting help or educating yourself is exactly what you did. 
Um, Yeah. And it led to positive results, you know? And so it's definitely possible. Um, And I think that, you know, to be honest with you, you and I started from, I think, lower bottoms, being from (laughs) culture of, you know, being from Afghanistan, Central Asia, women are definitely not equal. They're definitely not respected. And not only that, the possibility of a woman having choices, having beliefs and choosing for themselves kind of doesn't exist. Right. And so no wonder you had that limiting belief. It's a cultural limiting belief. And so as you started to learn about NLP and yourself, at what point did you start channeling it outwards? You know, at what point did you start implementing it for the greater good? Yeah. So I think one thing that we get in NLP, which is I'm smiling because I'm accessing that old picture and that old sound, you know, from, from the process is that it, there's always a hierarchy. So there's, you know, neurological levels that we call it. It's like, what is, what it ultimately we want to do things that are for the betterment of ourselves, those around us and, and essentially the world. And so my biggest value in acting was freedom and contribution. So I, those were like the core things that were driving me to want to act that were kind of driving me forward to want to, it wasn't just like, I wanted to be famous and like get a paycheck. It was like, I wanted to be able to be free to contribute to someone else's experience. And NLP helped me derive that. It's like, what was my deeper why? I mean, you learn this in sales, you learn this in, in, in a lot of other modalities of, of business. But I think in NLP, we as human beings are driven by intrinsic core values. And those values for me were, were freedom and contribution. And when I actually accessed that, it, it, it uh, took away some of the limitations. Like if I'm just going to go and be somebody that's free and contribute to this audition or contribute to this um, experience or this acting class, then I'm not sitting there struggling with this much of my own stuff, this much of my own limiting beliefs and trying to perform. It almost like takes some of that um negative self-talk away. So I think that was the moment of aha for me was where I recognized that for me, it was something deeper beyond myself of, you know, this is, this is for what I can do for other people. Mm -hmm. And then walking in with that actually really, really helped move me forward in my career and and in many aspects, not just acting. So Mm -hmm. it's, showing up to give rather than to take or control or grab or, or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. like, how can I give, how can I freely give? And, and that's what it was for me as an actor was how can I give as an actor? What was, what was I giving while well, I was giving them an experience? And it was a unique experience through my performance. And uh, yeah. And that's where I kind of got into comedy because that was my niche more so than the ingenue or, you know, the, the other ways that we can get typecast in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So you were able to turn around this belief that I'm not good enough into saying I am serving people by being myself. Yeah. 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 And that, I mean, the world didn't change, but you changed your internal map 
And the yes. impact that that had is it led you to more success. Your life was easier. Yeah. And what an empowering belief to say, how can I serve in this moment? What can I give? And who I am is a gift. I mean, yeah. that is so beautiful. Like, what if we all walked around believing like who I am is a gift? Imagine, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. so cool. That is so cool that you got there. Right. Um, yeah. You know, you you do mindset coaching. And I think it's really important to note that you have fundamentally changed people's lives. I mean, I people have said working with you, they've gotten instant clarity. They've had life changing decisions. People have gotten promotions, new jobs, different relationships. And it's not you per se, yeah. but it's a system and a process that you use leveraging coaching, leveraging NLP, and I think holding a really positive space for them. So yeah, what do you deploy? Like, what are your fundamentals about having a mindset for change? Yeah. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of self-coaching. You know, it's like we anybody that's here at this podcast or anybody that seeks self-development, like why do we read books, go to seminars? It's because we're trying to find a way to intrinsically change ourselves or transform. Yeah. And yeah. my my big belief is that when you have a process, you can then apply it, which in, in acting or NLP or sales or whatever you're doing, there's a process, there's a process for success. So yeah. in, in NLP, you model successful people. So a successful person, what do they do when they go into uh, something where they're having to perform? Well, they're they definitely have a picture image in their mind. They have a feeling and they're saying something to themselves. So if you can model that for yourself, then you've got that process. Now you're, you know, you can try their process on and see how it is for you. But what I do is I help people find their own process. So for example, my process for exercise is um, it's, it's actually a recipe is, is rather than seeing a picture, I have to tell myself, um, it's going to be so much fun running down the hill. I don't know why I love running down a hill, but when I run down a hill, I'm like, ah, I'm so free. So it's like, I, I say that to myself. Then I get the picture of myself running with the wind and then I feel excited and I want to put my running shoes on and run. So that's my recipe for motivation is that I hear, I say something to myself, I visualize a picture and then I get the feeling. So in, um, in, 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 like you said, the process, everyone has a different process. So if you can get to the, as a coach, I help people determine what their process is. Everybody has a process for things that are motivating, exciting, happy, that propel them forward. And they also have a process for things that are negative, yeah. limiting, and deterrent. So if I could just say, you know, a takeaway is next time somebody has, or if you're feeling stuck or unmotivated, just get, get in touch with like, where do I feel this? What does it look like? What does it sound like? And what is the feeling? And most likely you'll have a picture, you'll have a sound and you'll have a feeling and it'll be drastically different than say something that you enjoy. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. In NLP, they call it submodalities, right? What am I seeing and how can you replace it? It's so, it, you're right. I mean, this is such a good reminder for me. Like, it's so important to not believe every thought you have to yeah. take a step back and say, Oh, this doesn't feel good. This is not an empowering thought. What do I want instead? 
What am I, yes. what am I seeing? What am I hearing? Who told me that? I mean, I, to be honest with you, this is a, this is really compelling for me, right? Because I, I'm, I'm in Barcelona right now. Um, and I keep thinking, man, it's going to be hard to adjust to this country. I can't speak Spanish, all these things. And, and then what you're reminding me of is to ask myself, who told me that it's got to be hard? Yeah. Like, where did I learn that change has to be difficult? Like, maybe yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, maybe it can be easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Be yeah, maybe it could be easy and fun and adventurous. That's that's great, right? So yeah. as we begin to wrap up, I think it's very, very clear that your mindset is self-coaching. It's self-dialogue. It's asking yourself these really simple questions that are super powerful. What am I seeing right now? What am I hearing? Right. And what do I want instead? It's really yeah. easy to say, this doesn't feel good. This is what I want instead. Yeah. And then at the end, you visualize, here's what it'll feel like. Here's what it'll look like when I have what I want. So yeah. what if, what if people can't do that? What That's if they try to, you know, <laughs> try to visualize and they can't get there? I'm the worst visualizer. I mean, I meditate every day. I'm a big proponent of visualization that, you know, every successful human athlete, actor, whatever, they visualize it, you know, they, they see it. So I would say if you're not good at visualizing, it may just be that you're more prone to auditory. So affirmations tend to work. That's why they work for some people. They don't work for other people because you need to hear it. So you're more auditorily prone. Some people are more feeling prone and they need to feel things and maybe they need to see, hear something and then feel. So I, I would say if, if you're here and you're learning about yourself, you know, the most important things would be is to figure out where you are, where you want to go. And then what's stopping me, even through journaling exercises, that'd be my second takeaway is like, here's where I am. Here's where I want to go. And here's what's stopping me. And usually what stops us is the limiting belief, those negative thoughts and just getting that out is ultimately going to help you bridge that as well. So getting clear about where you are and where you, where you want to go are going to be your two biggest takeaways. And then obviously having a coach. I've had coaches for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I mean, you know, I, I get coaching from, from you. I coach other people. I have, I, and I'm a big proponent of every process that I learn. I tried on myself first. So my, my takeaways for anybody out there that's watching that wants to self-coach is like, if you know, you're 80% there, if you figure out where you are and, and, and where you want to go, most people don't know where they want to go. You have to have an end outcome. And then, okay. you know, even better if you can figure out what's stopping you and then maybe journal about that wow. and they'll usually shift and, and kind of smooth it out of the way. I love that. I love that. And you're not alone. No. <laughs> you're definitely not alone yeah i mean most of us suffer right most of us have debilitating fear difficulty feeling deserving difficulty feeling worthy we do compensatory behaviors that's okay yeah it's it's all fine as long as you have an image of where you want to go and I think that's where coaching helps. You know, you can do self-coaching, just having an image uh, that uh, you go to on a daily basis or weekly basis. You know, people have coaches for that, therapists, other types of teachers 
that help them go towards a vision, towards a purpose. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. I love, love, love your idea of self-coaching. That's brilliant. And it's so empowering. It's so empowering. And once you start doing the self-coaching, in addition to that, why not have someone ask you powerful questions? Right? Yeah. Why not have someone push you? So Riha, if if what you do is empower people to self-coach, but you also help them with their mindset, uh, where can they find you? How, how can we find Riha Zamani and how can we get her support? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Amina. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram uh, under RZ Mindset Coach. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the social sites, but I am um, available for coaching or dialogue. I mean, I, I just support people in getting their own coaching or, you know, as a coach, I always try to keep it as if, if we don't end up working together, then I refer you to someone else that may be a better fit. So yeah. it's always win-win. Yeah. Cool. And you have a website. Rehazamani.com. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Rehazamani.com. And I think your website's cool because it gives a lot of information about NLP changes, strategies. So even just for that sake, right? Yeah. Go check it out. Um, okay. Well, Thank you, Riha, for joining us. It's so nice to have you. And I'm delighted by your empowering beliefs. Um, you have served, uh, I think, our viewers and me by uh, coming. And you are a blessing, I would have to say, for <laughs> everyone you. in your life. Um, yeah, so thank you. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, obviously, at zamani.amina, um, obviously on LinkedIn Live. Um, drop us a note. Let us know what you think. And particularly, we want to know, what did you do to self-coach yourself mm. today? Like, what Like what was the strategy you implemented and what happened? Yeah. Okay. All um, right, everyone. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.